Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. But you will have heard in the news today this um, ESRI research that's out and a couple of really interesting figures that have emerged from the findings. They say one in three people aged 35 to 44 won't own a home by the time they retire. The figures are even starker for those in the 25 to 34 year old age cohort. Only half are going to be homeowners by the time they retire. But there's also then the expert warnings just talking about with the high numbers of people renting rather than owning their homes when they do retire, it raises the prospect of many more people living in poverty as they enter retirement age. And we want to chat to people today, I suppose, in, in all of those age groups. 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. Uh, Mairead is on the line in Kildare. Mairead, thanks for joining us today on the programme. What's your situation? Hi, Andrea. Yeah, um, I'm 50 years of age and I travelled when I was younger and I was abroad, worked abroad as well. And I just always presumed when I came home, I would buy a place and settle down and all that kind of thing. As it turned out, I got married late in life. I got, had my kids late in life at 38 and 40 and then found myself renting and with childcare costs and it became just impossible to save for a house. So now the kids are a little bit older um, but now the cost of living is going through the roof and I just don't see how I can possibly get on a property ladder at this age given that I have 15 or so years left for retirement. So that's the situation I find myself in at the moment. And what is your experience, Maraid, of the, the rental market? Are you, are you in the same place for a number of years or what? Yeah, I am in the same place and I have a, a reasonable rent, which is fantastic. But if the landlord decided to sell tomorrow, there is nowhere I could go. And also myself and my husband decided to separate four years ago. When we looked at the rental market, it was absolutely ridiculous. And there is no way we can run two households. So we decided we'd stay in the same house together. You know, we're separate rooms and all that kind of thing. But we just can't. There's no way we can run two households. So the problem with that now is I can't declare myself as a single mother, let's say, for example, and possibly get on a list to maybe get a house by the time I retire. So I don't know what I'll do when I retire because I have a pension and that's great and I will get a lump sum, but then I'll have nothing to live on. So I'm kind of stuck so you were living with your your um, husband that you were se- separated from. Is that right, Marita, by that? Yeah, and legally you can't be declared as separated unless you're living separately. Which as you say, with the cost of living at the moment, surely yeah, how could, it's hard enough yeah. to run one house without running two. Yeah, it's impossible. You can't. There's no way I could expect my former partner to be living and renting a house and paying childcare benefits. That's, that's just it's not financially feasible. Um, and I work and he works and we have decent jobs. I mean, not fantastic, but, you know, yeah. average run-of-the-mill jobs. But we just, we can't. Now, I know we started late in life and the presumption is always, oh, you're in between 25 and 30 when you get married and settle down. So we, we were a good 10, 15 years older than that. That's a lot of people's circumstances. Can I just ask you, Marie, aside from the housing, um, you know, I suppose the issue that we're, we're talking about, but... Even just living with your, your ex-partner, like, how is that? Well, we're very amicable with each other, which is good. And I'm sure for a lot of people, that will be an impossible situation. You know, but we are stuck because there's no, not only moving on to a new house, but there's no moving on personally for either of us because you can't, not when you're, you're living with somebody. Mm. 
so it's 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 a very big mental strain. And even though you go through the day to day and you just get on with stuff and you, you you know you go to your activities, you do stuff with your kids and all that, it's always there in the back of your mind. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And it's 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 very stressful. Yeah. Um, the the, the t- report that's out today, this e- ESRI research. I mean, you're obviously not surprised by that, then, Marit. The oh figures. God, no, no. If, if if I even look down my street, which has about twenty houses on it, I know of at least four couples renting in houses, and they're all within five ten years of me. So I I know this is going to be a massive problem uh, a few years down the line. Stay with us, Marit, um, because yeah. there's a couple of other people who've got in touch as well. The number is 1800-453-106. Um, Rory is on the line too in, in Westmeath. Rory, what's your situation? Hi, Andrea. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm, I'm in, a, in a slightly older category, so I'm just, just turned 60. But there is, there is echoes of, of what that woman... It's Marit, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. What, what, yeah. she, what she was talking about as well with the separation and, you know... This, you know, life happens and it gets in the way, but and you, and you roll with it. But the, the 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 position I find myself in is at this age that I am renting as well. Now it's it doesn't make you know economic sense for me uh, being over sixty to actually try and buy a house. Number one and number two, could you even imagine going into a bank and asking for some sort of of support or, or some sort of a loan or some sort of a deal, it's just not going to happen. But I, I think this is this is where we are now, where we are today, with with people, normal, ordinary Irish people, crying out for a roof over their own head, mm. and it's 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 a relentless cry. I mean, what what this government? And I'm not interested in politics at all. I'm interested in human beings. The, the humanistic approach, the, the 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 kindness, the empathy—that's where I am. Politics doesn't interest me at all, but it affects me. Now, I don't see, to be honest with you, what the problem is. When I drive from Dublin to Westmead, I pass field after field after field, and one of the main bleats that we get is, "Oh, there's a shortage of land, and there's, we don't have this, and we don't have that." Nonsense. All of us. All of it's nonsense. It's all political smoke and mirrors. People should have a right, a basic human right to have a roof over their head. And if they don't, we go through all sorts of existential angst, existential crises. We don't just have a housing problem on our hand. We, we have a major psychological problem on our hands. This should be government for the people, by the people, but it's anything but that. And the other thing that I notice at this age is people my age, and I know people my age in the mm. same situation, we're invisible. We don't matter. Because there's not enough for them to invest the time and the focus in us. They're not going to get the return that they need. Do you, so do we're you really feel that, Rory? Do you, do you, really, do, do you feel invisible? Like Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And my, my, my day job is as a psychotherapist. So I see people, people come to my clinic regularly with problems stemming from having no place. They feel unanchored in the world. Now, who do you turn to for help? 
So you can't, you can't get anybody to even answer a phone. I'll give you one very quick example, yeah. Andrea, because it does illustrate the, the human catastrophe we are, we are now in. I had one man who came to see me in the clinic. This is a couple of years ago. And he lived, God bless the mark, in a tent on the edge of Phoenix Park, on the edge of the Phoenix Park. Now, this, this, this was a man who just came upon bad times. So I tried to help him. And I was told, get in touch with this, get in touch with that. Do you know what they did? Do you know how they sorted the problem? They took away his tent. Now, they didn't give him a place. They okay. took the man's tent. So the way they sort the problem is bury the problem. And there's echoes of it when our president criticized the, the housing situation the, a couple of weeks mm. ago. They turned the blame on him. They turned the blame on him. Not, OK, we better sort the situation. Just, Maraith, to pick up on that point that Rory uh, mentioned there, um, do you feel that, like, that sense of just, I suppose they're not being an anchor, you know what I mean? That yeah. that place, that, that home, well, I, like... I, I do sometimes because I'm a little younger than he is, but, again, it's always presumed you're in your 20s or 30s and you're in this situation. And there are many, many people who are 50 and 60 and, and older in the same situation. You know, and I, I joke with my kids and I say, I'm definitely going to have to live with one of you. And then, you know, we'll build a granny flat out the back because I don't really have any choice. Um, now, I hear a lot of a lot about social housing and I'm not entitled to apply for any social housing given my current legal situation. But I would bite the arm off anyone to be given just a small little two, three bedroom semi-detached mm. anywhere where I live. And but um, that, that is bizarre, Maraid, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I mean, that you, you know, like you're separated, but, but because of the, the situation, the, the economic situation at the moment and the cost of living, as you say, yeah. you know, both you and your, your partner, former partner, have, have good jobs, but, you know, you, you can't run the two households, there's kids involved, and yet, you know, you can't go on to a waiting list for a house. I mean, actually, that it just seems, it, it, I don't know, it just seems absolutely bizarre. Rory, just one thing I, I did want to ask you as well, like, because it's something that always comes up whenever we have the conversation about housing, and, 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 and the, you know, there's texts coming in, and there's always texts that'll come in in the vein that'll say, but you're we're obsessed with owning a house in Ireland. You know, we've this obsession about everybody needs to own a house. We don't do this and it doesn't happen in other countries. There isn't the same, you know, focus on, on needing to have a, a house. Like, what's your response to that? Yeah, well, this, this, this is not simply a matter of, of bricks and mortar and, and having a roof over your head. This is, this is a sense of place, a sense of belonging, a sense of achievement, a sense of being anchored in the world. That center, that, that, that piece that holds you and anchors you to the world is missing if you don't have your own place. And the way it's going here at the moment, there are, there are generations. We're not talking about thousands of people. We're talking about generations of people who will now never know that and have no place to turn. They have nobody to turn to because we are now strangled by rule and regulation and process and procedure and red tape and all applied with okay. zero tolerance. 
Let, you know, so where, where do you go? Yeah. Who do you talk st- to? St- stay with us, Rory. I just want to bring in another, another couple of listeners too on there. Stephen actually has texted and he says, how is it that the banks won't approve loans where people are paying one and a half to twice as much in rent as the loan repayments would be? Can't the bank bank's rules be changed to take into account how much you're actually paying in rent? Yeah, it's always an interesting point, that Stephen. Um, Reinhard is on the line. Uh, Reinhard, you're from Germany. Um, is it more common for people to rent later in life there? Um, hi, it's really uncommon to own, to own a house. Um, and I, you know, I grew up in Germany. I, I, I moved to Ireland maybe 30, 35 years ago. And I remember the, the idea of buying a house and having a huge mortgage was something that really frightened me, you know. <laughs> Um, that that place of um, belonging uh, and, and at home that, that that one of your contributors there talked about. You know, I, I had that in the rented in the rented home, uh, in the rented apartment, um, and I had that because it was not owned by commercial landlords but by a cooperative, and that is something that is really really common in Germany. Mm. So that means that you don't pay you don't pay ferocious rents. And you get secu- you get a kind of security of place and rent. So you know, I I lived in the same apartment for probably twenty years, uh, and and my parents longer. And uh, there was never a question that we would be evicted or that the house was going to be sold or that the rent was going to go through the roof. The rent was very very yeah, it was cost price basically to keep the the co-op running. Yeah. And there there are co-ops in Germany that are you know I mean there's a bit of a tradition. Maybe you know that that is um, that that I was looking for in Ireland when I came here. It's, it's, it's different countries and different cultures, I guess. Yeah. Were you, were, were you surprised, Reinhard? Reinhard you know, oh, completely. You... Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And I was relaxed, you know, because I, you know, I mean, for for a young, well, when I was young then, <laughs> for a young couple to take on a huge mortgage, uh, you know, I, I was when I was growing up, uh, my kind of culture was to save and then spend the money whereas the culture they found here was kind of you you, you know you, you get a loan and then you spend it and then you pay it back um, and I was wondering what happens if I lose my job you know I'm going to be you know uh, left with a huge mortgage and, and huge commitments and that's something that I wasn't really used to at all you know, I, I knew what I what I had to pay in, in, in rent and I, I rented myself in, in, in Germany as well when I was a little bit older and I knew what my commitments were and they were not going to change and I knew that I was not going to be evicted because somebody was going to sell the house or, you know, that they wouldn't increase the rent mm. in an unreasonable way because, you know, it, 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 it was a co-op and not a commercial um, yeah, private owner. And are, are most people, you know, that that you would know that, that were in a similar position to yourself rent-wise in, in Germany, Reinhardt, like, are people quite comfortable with that as, as the system? People are comfortable in, in not actually owning the house that they're in? Oh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't come in, you know. Uh, it, it, it didn't didn't play a role at all, and, and, and all the people like I, I grew up in uh, in a part of, of of the city, and and all the people, uh, you know, uh, two or three blocks around me, uh, they were my, you know, they were a part of my my home, you know, my sense of belonging. I went with them to school, you know, I went to kindergarten, I went to school, I, I found my first jobs with them, and. and we knew each other. It was like a little village, nearly. You know, and people were not moving around. But they were not. You know, there, there was there was, it was a great sense of community. Yeah, but but as you say, it's the system is different, though. The system is different. But, I, but but what I didn't understand when I came here was that you know, why does that not exist here? You know, because um, and I don't know you know how to. Uh, I wouldn't know uh, who, how how it kind of. Uh, 
embarrassed. But you know, if, 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 if I was in government, that's something that I would encourage. And I would encourage people uh, to, to set up co-ops and, and, and build houses and, uh, and, build, and rent them out uh, with you know, uh, conditions that were, were both both the renter and, so, and, and, the, and the, the company or the co-op that rented out, they yeah. have both obligations. You know, another thing that I couldn't believe here was that you know, when, 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 when you, you rent a flat or you know, um, somewhere, you, know, you basically, you don't seem to have many obligations. You know, you, uh, you know the, the bolt breaks and you ring the landlord to fix it. You know. It's different. It's more you. You. you uh, responsibilities when you rent. You know. Yeah. Uh, the same. The same way. You know, so landlords in Ireland have, have have a very bad name, and that's what that was also something that I I was kind of really surprised uh, about. You know. It's, yeah. Okay. It's both. Yeah. Hey, Rory, just on um, and and Maraid, like just on Reinhard's point there, like if it was a case that we went back to or had a different system um, in this country like do you, do you think that sense of belonging or that sense of place that you mentioned would be there yes I do because, because first off there'd be something something would happen Andrea something would happen as opposed to nothing happening which is which has been the Irish way for as long as I can remember so it, it seems to me that the power for want of a better word needs to be taken back by the people if we want something we have to get it for ourselves because those that we have entrusted all this to have let us down. I mean, it's, 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 it's obvious, Andrew. Look, look around. You know, this is not a, a kind of a, a report that can be buried anymore. Listen to me. Listen to my yeah. voice. Well, that's... And, am, and funny, Mar- yeah, no, I was just going to say Mar- Maraid as well, you know, they're with you too, uh, Rory, in, in that similar position. And like, Maraid, you're listening to Reinhard there as well. Like, if, yeah. if it was a thing that we had a much more, um, well, a different rental sector, if you want to call it that, um, yeah. would you be well, comfortable to, to, to rent long-term, Maraid, if that was the case? Yes, but it's a very cultural thing as well because your sense of achievement in life and how... I suppose well you have done is is very different in Ireland. You know, you're you're viewed from the car you drive, the house you bought, you know, and you do feel pressure from society to do these things. Yeah. And you do feel like a failure. You feel like, oh my God, I haven't achieved what I, I should have achieved by now. Yeah, and I would love I love the idea of the these cooperatives where it's normalized and that's the way you can live in, in a you know, in a controlled, reasonable manner. You're not going to be out on your ear when you retire after working for your entire life. Reinhard, have you noticed that in your time in Ireland, just listening to Maraid, like in terms of the a lot of the things maybe we focus on? Oh well, yeah, uh, I yeah, I, I, it's another thing that I was really surprised about. You know how much your you know, how important your dress is, even you know. So if you, if you buy a house, you know, it, it's really it's really important that it's in the right street and the right district and has the right postal code and, and stuff like that. So that, that that's something that really really surprised me. And uh, you know, I mean, I I, I would have thought you, you, you get and that's no criticism at all and with, with all respect and everything else. But your sense of achievement, um, you you don't show that in, in in the size of your house. Well, I I I I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't hope so. But it's I don't know. Maybe if you have kids or if you, you know, and even in yourself, you know, what what you represent and um, and and how you how you live in your community, what you contribute, you know, um, it's I don't know. But it, of course, different people have different yeah. 
it's interesting to hear the um, your your observations. Um, I see a text in here from from Bob who says, "Rory hit the nail on the head. Um, we, the invisible, will be cast onto the street as I am, living in a homeless hostel, while on a course Monday to Friday, nine to five, because my flat was sold from under me." Um, it's absolutely ridiculous the way to make a point. Um, about how unfit it is to, to live in lovely Ireland, according to Bob. Uh, another text in here from Peter and Cork. He says, we're paying the price for many years of successful growth. We're very sought after in terms of destination for young, highly educated people right across the globe. But people forget that in the 70s and 80s, the housing crisis was solved by emigration. Take your pick. You can't have both. Rapid growth requires a surge in immigration. That's according to Peter and Cork. 5 through 106 is the number. Uh, stay with us. We're going to come back to this in just a moment. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.